The premise is simple. Two people are trapped, and they must escape. This is Escape Capade. The Room. You are in a children's bedroom. Having earlier been shrunk down by a science ray, you're now both the size of action figures, and you were mistaken for toys and brought up here. You need to get back downstairs to reverse the size damage before they become permanent. Looking to the north, you see a desk with a court board hanging above it on the wall. To the east is a toy chest. Looking south, you see a twin bed with a nightstand. Looking to the west is the door. And sitting in the center of the room is a toy train track with a toy train sitting on it. Boner! Huh? I'm just saying this- What's up? I'm just watching the caboose. I'm saying the situation's a bit of a boner. Well, the situation's a boner, sure, but look at this train! Doesn't this look like a real, actual, life-size train now? Yeah, that is pretty good. I get first dibs on playing caboose, engineer. Dale, I respect your great love of trains, but we gotta focus on the situation at hand here. Alright, sorry, Pete. What you got, uh, what you got on your mind? Man, we're bugs. It's a boner, man. Okay, we're not bugs. We still look like us, right? You don't got dangling things on your head. You're not a bug. I've got a little webbing coming out. <laughs> That's more of an amphibian thing anyways. Okay, then maybe this is a medical issue I can take up afterwards. I promise you when I shrunk you down, I did not do the webbing. Why'd you shrink me down? Well, now we get to play train. I guess we could have played train before, but it doesn't feel like you're an actual qualified conductor, and I don't have the time to take the tests. It is crazy that someone so single-mindedly set on playing with toy trains could <laughs> invent such a sophisticated device. I, here's the thing, I'm not even a scientist, believe it or not. I am a small business accountant, and I thought to myself, I wish I was a train conductor. What is the easiest way from point A to point B? I don't want to take the tests. I don't want to learn. I don't want to go to school. I know. We're going to invent the shrink ray. I'm going to go upstairs to my son's bedroom. I'm going to shrink myself down with my best friend. And we're going to take a ride on this train. I get that. But I don't think you thought about how being small will impact my career as a starting NBA center. <laughs> Okay, well, let's be honest. It's like half bench, half starting. Well, depending on the matchups, I can start. And also depending on if the actual center is injured, eh? But I'm, I'm normally seven foot one, and now I'm two inches tall. My hands are fully webbed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss the game. Honestly, I think, if anything, the webbing has given you an advantage. Normally, centers don't get as many steals. That's true. And I've always wanted to be a faster swimmer. <laughs> I know for a fact that's always been one of your goals. Uh, but Mike. <laughs> yeah? What's up? Hey, is... Mike Dale, the scientist. Yeah, I know. I, I, I sympathize with what you're doing, so I'm gonna... I'm just used to calling people by their last name on the sports <laughs> court. <laughs> Yeah, okay, sorry, yeah, sorry, it's me, Dale Mike. 
Oh, sorry, my brain's only one, the weight of a single acorn. <laughs> Come on. Okay, fine. We'll get, I, okay, let's go get back normal size, eh? I'm happy, if this is reversible, I'm happy to do this for you for like a weekend. <laughs> but you just sprung it on me. Here's, from what I understand, there is a time limit on until it's permanent. What? I don't know. I forget if it was told to me exactly what that is, but I think it's soon. But I've got... I'm doing the the grand opening of a footlocker tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be laughed out of the mall. Wait, as like the guest celebrity or are you side managing a footlocker? <laughs> well, I was originally just supposed to be the guest celebrity, but the manager kind of went over his business model and it would, it would be crazy of me not to invest. Listen, if you're looking for someone to take care of that small business tax-wise, you come to Dale Mike, small business accountant turned scientist. I'll turned? Say it. Friend. Train conductor. <laughs> I mean, I'll look into it. You're clearly very resourceful. Okay. All right. Step one. Uh, let's let's go. Okay. So my kid, he's got a desk, right? So we're at the we're at bed station right now. Let's hop on the train. Let's take it all the way around to the desk. Okay, let me look at the schedule. The two hop onto the train getting ready to go and they push the start button and the train does not move. What the heck? Oh, I'm such a bad conductor. This was my one dream and I fucking blew it, man. Opening the pack of the remote that the train is connected to, they can see it's got no batteries. Oh no, there's no batteries. That's okay. Can you make a battery shape with your body? Famously not. <laughs> it's easy. Just put your arms at your side. They call me starfish on the court because I've always got my arms straight out to the side. Because you're so boring at sex. Oh, yeah. Hey. I'm sorry. That was out of line. They and call it's me just log. rumor. They, they call me log because I'm bad at sex. <laughs> I thought that's because you never flush. Okay. Let's go find some batteries for this train and then we can get all the way over to the desk. No, they call me Mudflap because I never flush. <laughs> I thought they called you that because of your truck accessories. No, no, they call me Lugnut because of my truck accessories. <laughs> Lugnut's basically an essential and not an accessory at all. Okay. That's why I don't like the nickname. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's where I like to keep batteries. Not on the floor. Big disadvantage for us. Right. <laughs> Uh, usually up in some kind of, you know, a drawer or like in a TV remote. Look around for a TV remote. Yeah, the two look around the room uh, frantically for a TV remote and don't find one. Uh, they do notice that, you know, there's there seems to be space under the bed. This child's bedroom doesn't have a loose TV remote. <laughs> no, I guess I should. I got to work on getting him a TV and then go to the remote next. Right now, I've started on space under the bed. That was Christmas gift number one. That is unusual, since all the other beds in this house I've noticed are have hundreds of bricks underneath them. <laughs> well, yeah, normally I brick them off, eh? You were you were really influenced by the three little pigs. Well, yeah, one's got bricks, one one's got hay, and then one's got three little pigs. <laughs> but luckily, this is neither. Let's check out the space. Uh, 
That's what I was just thinking. I'm sweating under the light of this room. Let's get some shade and take a I'm second to I'm used to, to sweating on account of I play professional basketball. Because of how exhausted you get even though you do nothing during sex. And I don't even lift my hand to flush the dang toilet. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know, your truck doesn't have AC. Let's go! The two scurry under the bed. It has not been dusted in some time. Okay, Easy well, that's my kid's fun. job, eh? You know, something that could have been done. Uh, you get under the bed and you find one solitary item. A toy robot ten times the size of you towers over. It's standing still in a corner. Iron giant! <laughs> okay, listen. Only one of us has experience going up against big tall guys. And that's me. In your capacity as a small business <laughs> accountant? Well, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of them are shorter, sure, but I deal with about 40 to 50 businesses, so some of them are, like, taller than average, right? I got one guy, he's 6'4". You know, I was almost going to be an Iron Giant. What, now, okay, what do you mean by that? They were going to have a scene where Iron Giant plays basketball against some cartoon versions <laughs> of middling NBA stars. <laughs> they were going to do a Space Jam Iron Giant crossover? Yeah, it's one of those things that... They were just finalizing the script. Then Space Jam comes out. They say, this is a boner. They gotta go to rewrites. Yeah, I forgot. What Iron Giant, he took a break from hanging out in the forest to go play minor league baseball for two years. That's right. Anyway. Okay. Here's what I know about this robot. He's fast. He's fast as hell. Let's get on his back and ask him to take us downstairs. Why did you buy your... Why do you always buy your kid the fastest toys? That was Christmas gift number two. I said, now you got all that space under your bed after I de-bricked it for Christmas gift number one. The the two of you head towards the giant robot to take out Dale's Mike Dale's plan. As you get closer, the robot's eyes come to life, its red eyes beaming at you, and it starts to march towards you, chanting, destroy, destroy. The two of you run away in fear, and in your okay, fear, you well, run into the nightstand. I run away like, uh, I'm pretty confident Are you still. Okay? Hey, Dale, <laughs> Are you Okay. Oh, you bumped yeah, your head pretty hard a... on the nightstand. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's normal. I us usually I have to bend all the way down to bonk my head off it. This is honestly quite a relief. Now, usually when I'm in here alone, it happens. He goes to school. <laughs> all right. I'll come in here to play with the train. When that robot comes out from under the bed and his eyes are glowing and he's clanting, chanting, destroy, destroy, destroy. Here's what I just do. I pick him up. I put him in a different room. Easy. Dale, we're the size of a pair of dice. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Are each of us one dice or are each of us the size of a pair? Well, I'm obviously the shape of a pair. You're more the shape of one die. <laughs> I'm like a banana. Yeah, a cube banana. You've got a pear figure. Yeah. Uh, I got a question though. Where is you, where is your son Murphy? It's one a.m. on a school night. <laughs> he likes to get there early, get a head start. Okay, pretty sure the doors are locked for many hours. <laughs> yeah, that's why you got to get in there first. That's why he goes so early, five thirty p.m. the night before. Okay. He gets about an hour where he comes home. He has dinner. He comes up to the room, plays with the space under his bed, and then goes right back to school. I never told you this, but you're a good dad. Hey, you're a good backup center in the NBA for the Sacramento Kings. Thank you. We're a struggling franchise. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
things look like they could be good in the future. Okay, let's deal with this Iron Giant, right? What do robots hate? Uh, as the two of you decide what you try to do, uh, Dale leans on the lamp cord that seems to be coming down from the nightstand. Like a rope, almost. Whoa. Wait a second. How are you leaning against that rope? It looks so flimsy. And you look like a big pear. Like he's holding on to it, but then putting all his body weight into it? Yeah. Like a, like a cool lean. A cool lean. That's cool as hell. Let me try. Okay. <laughs> You both hold on to the rope and lean. Oh, it's hold, Wait supporting a second. both your body weights real nicely. Wait a second. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Dale? We tricked this robot into climbing up the rope and then he's not after us. Yeah, I am a little worried that you're overestimating the sentience of this robot. <laughs> <laughs> Seems okay, kind well, of like... Sounds like you think you know exactly where his level's at, where he's a threat to us, but not enough that we can trick him. I guess you're right. I'm coming in here with my own baggage. <laughs> oh, it's not yeah, up to me to decide what everyone's limits are. <laughs> you once got absolutely decimated and embarrassed on the court by that dumb robot. I know. God, what a savvy draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Let's climb up to the top. Maybe this battery's on the top of the nightstand. Love it. Okay. You go first so I can look at your pair of ass. All right. <laughs> okay, Pete goes up the rope first, and then Dale lingers behind a little too long, enjoying himself. The two manage to hoist themselves onto the top of the nightstand. Once on top of the nightstand, they see that there's a lamp, obviously, where the lamp cord is from, a big glass of water, and a comic book that's flipped open. How was the view? Oh, not bad. Look, I can see all the way over to the toy chest. Whoa. And I can see all the way to the door. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What beauty. Murphy's hey. one lucky boy. He, he, I gave him that door year three. I never hey. had a dad. No? Whoa. No. Immaculate conception? No, my dad was... Uh, just a tall building. <laughs> Skyscraper. I mean, so you did have a dad. Maybe he wanted to love you. He just couldn't. He was rooted in the ground. You know they bury skyscrapers' feet. Yeah. He got remarried after my mom and seemed to be a pretty active dad. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry to hear it, man. Maybe he had a lot of learning to do and had some regrets about the way he raised you. He was a university admissions tower. <laughs> yeah, they usually need a whole tower just to deal with all the admissions. <laughs> okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read this Archie comic. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to practice swimming in this cup of water with my new webbed hands. <laughs> You've always wanted to be a better swimmer. I know. Uh, Pete gets some laps in in that cup of water and he's doing... Great. Faster than he's ever done before. Dale takes a look at the Archie Whoa. comic that's flipped open. And Archie's up to some real mischief. You see, Reggie's causing him some issues. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting real fed up with Reggie. And so Archie has the great idea of spraying the floor with water with a hose. And Archie slips and falls and embarrasses himself in front of everyone. <laughs> Classic. Oh, man. Reggie's so sneaky. Hey. Get a load of Reggie. What? 
get a load of ra- I know you can't hear me because of all that water, but you'd love this, man. Glub, glub, what are you reading? Well, you know, I've always thought of us as a bit of Reggie's, eh? Right? Yeah, always we're... We're two just Reggie's out in the world, and who do we hate? Veronica? <laughs> I'm not too familiar with the Archie universe. <laughs> no, Reggie doesn't like Archie. Just oh, like we yeah. don't like that robot. Yeah, I, w- come to think of it, I don't have much against Veronica. <laughs> Jughead I'm cool with. Betty's okay. Now, Principal Weatherby can even either be like an adversary or he can be a friend. Yeah. God. It's Did so he make good the to... show? What? Did they do a sexy version of big old bald Mr. Weatherby? I think so. <laughs> hey. Oh, okay. So here's what I'm thinking. We push that glass over. Once you get out, water dumps all over the floor. Robots hate water. They melt. <laughs> Because there are sexy guys that can be bald. There's probably actors out there that they could have gotten. Hey, <laughs> the guy who played Iron Giant himself. The two list five of their favorite bald actors. Vin Diesel. Brian Cranston. Principal Weatherby. <laughs> um, Django Unchained. The Trivago guy, if you shaved his head. Um... A jelly bean that's moving. <laughs> I gotta see more movies. <laughs> <laughs> you only watch movies starring a weekly jelly bean. Yeah. And Django Unchained on a flight. <laughs> weekly jelly bean had a cameo. Tarantino likes to throw in comedians in bit parts. Wait a second, but if we spill the water and the robot tries to kill us, but he goes in the water... We have a natural advantage on account of my webbed hands. <laughs> we can go fight that robot. Robots <laughs> may be our betters on land, but they have no, they're no match for us in water. Except for submarines. Okay, get out of that water. <laughs> glub, glub. That was me trying to blow a whistle, but it sounded like a fart. Uh, Pete climbs out of the water. Uh, the two put all their weight against the water glass and push with all their might to jump <laughs> off the side of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Ow! Oh no! No! The glass falls off the edge and goes crashing down to the ground. Water goes everywhere and leaks under the bed. Oh, Murphy, no. what have you done? Your we room! Made a, we made a bit of a miscalculation, Dale. What? I mean, Matt, I blame our sense of proportion being all off on account of our small size, but a small glass of water really isn't enough to cover the floor of a bedroom and a depth that you can swim through. No, but here's, even if the robot sticks a foot in, he's going to melt down into a puddle. Like a witch. Just like a witch. Robots and witches are the exact same. Ah, oh, that's such a good saying. If you look, I've got it stenciled on Murphy's wall. Wow. Robots, Robots and, and witches, witches are... are the exact same. He's got another saying on his corkboard. What uh... does that one say? Well, now, normally I just use the corkboard for job notifications for him. But mm. down near the bottom, I've put in brackets, and so are mummies. Oh. <laughs> 
the two reflect on how mummies and witches and robots are the oh, same yeah. as they rappel down the lamp cord back down to the ground. They stand at the bottom waiting to go back under the bed. All three of them wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you counting as the robot's hat? I think probably the server. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The well, little... now that the floor is all wet, let's use it like a slip and slide and go get that robot, eh? Wait. I've ah. got just the thing for that. I've got a little bottle of of bubble solution. <laughs> I was going to blow a ceremonial <laughs> bubble at the Foot Locker tomorrow. Wait, that's, that gives me a great idea. If there's a bubble machine anywhere in this bedroom, we can hop through as one of the bubbles are being created and get trapped in a big bubble and float around. Quick, look for a bubble machine. <laughs> Tucked neatly beside the nightstand is a very small bubble machine. Oh, yes! The perfect size for two teeny little action figures to sort of sit themselves into. Let me load up my solution. Pete pours solution into the bubble machine and the two climb in. Okay, here we go! Whoa! Whoa. The two get pushed out in their own separate bubbles and float around the room getting a nice little tour. Whoa! <laughs> I can see... The door! <laughs> wow, look, the robot looks like an ant from way up here. Wait a second. Wait a second. Why is the robot walking towards the bubble gate? Oh my god, he's getting in his own bubble! <laughs> the robot gets in. He's a little big for the machine, but he makes it work by standing in front of the bubble machine, and it just kind of like covers him in like a ton of bubbles that make one giant bubble, and he is after you. Oh no, quick, use your new swimming skills! This is. The air, man. <laughs> air is just like a less dense fluid. Explain. That's what I had to learn to build the shrink ray. Oh. Okay, so you're saying I can front crawl. <laughs> yeah, let me grab on to your huge ass. Okay. You're getting the you're getting the unflushed toilet's view. <laughs> Okay, mudflaps. Dale holds on to Pete as Pete uses his webbed hands to sort of gain air as they float through the air in their little bubbles. The robot is gaining on them. They're getting closer and closer to the door. And it looks like they might make it. But before they know it, they can hear just on their heels, destroy, destroy. Why? The robot grabs Dale's leg and both bubbles pop and they fall to the ground. Thank God I gave Murphy shag carpets. <laughs> they both lay on the ground. The robot lays beside them as well, but it's badly damaged. The back of it popped open. Hey, man, you okay? I think I broke an arm. I'm talking to the robot. Oh, okay, I'll wait my turn. <laughs> we gotta put him out of his misery. Are both your arms intact? Well, one of my arms broken, but it's my non-dominant hand. Well, I think you need to block him straight to heaven. Okay. I'll reach up and I'll smack him so hard on the, the little server. Because of Pete's webbed hands, there's not a lot of wind resistance. Uh, so, like, that smack really hits him clean hard across the server, and the robot uh, explodes into sparks. Ow! My broken arm has been badly burned. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great news. It was already damaged. If you're going to have one of your arms get badly burnt, that's the one. Oh, no. I'm... It's already a lost cause. I'm never going to make be able to play in the playoff game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, that like one for all, winner takes all playoff game. I was gonna dip around halftime to go to that footlocker opening, but now I don't know if I'll make either of them. Ah! Okay. Wait, his back's popped open. Let's look for a spine. <laughs> they both climb on top of the robot to look for a spine, but instead they find two AA batteries. Aw, oh, man, no spine. Rats. Well. <laughs> hey, let me look at your back. Okay. I see it's a beautiful spine. Not bad. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. you know. And the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and, do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah, just open up your open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah, in bed, perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know, and and it's all. And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Dale, I just had a bit of a brain di- brain idea. Those are the best kind of ideas. We were looking for two batteries earlier to run the train. Yeah. Go on. I feel like I'm close. <laughs> we were looking for two batteries to run the train. Wait. And maybe if now we've got all this water on the floor, if we take the cord of the lamp and touch that to the water, it'll create a spark that'll get the engine of the train going. Okay, yeah, let's go back to that electrified lamp cord. Okay. Uh, The two go back to the electrified lamp cord, and uh, Dale uh, watches as Pete grabs the cord and dips it into water. Sparks fly, and it burns uh, Pete's other arm. Uh, Doesn't really seem to achieve much with the train, but, oh, man, Pete's arms are 
oh, I don't know how he's ever going to dribble a basketball again. This is a boner. (laughs) (laughs) Certified boner alert. All right, well, I guess it's plan B. Use the batteries from the robots back to power the train. If we must. (laughs) The two run over to the train with one battery each. Well, I guess it's more Dale's carrying a battery and Pete's trying to, like, find a way to carry it. He drops it a ton. His arms aren't good. Maybe I can get to the train. I can run on top of it like a one log log roll. (laughs) He log rolls, earning his nickname the log, over to the train with the battery, (laughs) shoving it into the remote. Hey. Dale, when this is all over, I want I want to make something really clear. My nickname Log doesn't come from that log roll I just did. It comes from me doing absolutely nothing during sex. <laughs> hey, Pete. I know. Like it's honestly crazy. Like I'll, I'll I'll have my eyes open. I'll be like, yeah, I'm really liking this. But not a muscle will. Yeah, be- you'll write that on a little post-it note and pass it yeah. over. It's crazy that I've been married to tons of models. As the two talk about uh, Pete's dating life, they uh, manage to finish putting the batteries into the remote and the train sort of choo-choos to life. (gasps) You did it! Did you hear that? It choo-chooed at us. Whoa. That's how you know it's working. Maybe I'm not such a bad conductor after all. Well, let's not put the cart before the horse. No, you put the engine at the front and then the cart somewhere in the middle and the caboose at the end. Okay. Let's go. All right. The two hop into the train and then take it on a ride around the track. Uh, they could stop anywhere they'd like. Ooh, I'm going to go to the dining car. <laughs> okay. What do you think they got on tap here? You want me to bring you back anything? Um, yeah, maybe if they have, uh, <laughs> like maybe peppermint. Okay, I'll ask for one big stick of peppermint, but keep in mind, we're little now, so it's going to be huge. Sure thing. I'm going to go try and talk to the conductor. (laughs) Pete goes to the front to talk to the conductor while Dale makes his way to the back. The conductor in the front is uh, just a plastic figurine stuck in place, but despite that, Pete tries to talk to him for a good three minutes before realizing that it's not an actual person. And it's important to understand, I'm not motionless during sex because i don't like sex i love sex meanwhile dale returns from the the dining cart to reveal that it was just a plastic facade with no actual food in it oh they they had a bunch of fake peppermint but no real ones pretty rude of you to just walk into a conversation (laughs) pete this man's not real at all just like the peppermint then this his, this number he gave me isn't his real phone number? Pete, that's your oh, phone number. Turn, turn, turn. Okay, we gotta stop this at some point. I'm sick of this fake ass train. <laughs> the whole point of shrinking us down we was can to either ride get this off. train. You've gotten bored in two minutes. I don't want to be a conductor anymore. What do you want to be? A bartender at a real bar. And I can give people all the peppermint I want. But to do that, I'll have to invent some sort of machine that allows me to concoct any kind of liquid I want out of any other material. Huh. Well, we could think about that. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. But in the meantime, I think we should get off this train. All right. So, in my opinion, we've already visited the bed. That's just my opinion. But we've got the toy chest, the desk, and the door we could take this train to. 
Well, we'll need something to reach the handle of the door. Maybe he, maybe Murphy has a big stick or something that he hides in the uh, toy chest. Christmas number four! What? Christmas number four, I got Murphy a big stick. Whoa. And then I know for a fact that's the only thing in his toy chest. I don't know if I should have said that if it screws anything up, but we're going to go to that toy chest and take a look. Hey, you're freq- if it helps, you're frequently wrong about what things are in what chests. I will spend all day in Murphy's room when he goes to school, but I don't look through his stuff. So it's been a while since I've seen inside that toy chest. Uh, the two take the train to the toy chest and get off there. Uh, they take a look at it, and the toy chest has a colorful combination lock stuck to it, keeping it shut. The colors don't mean anything. It's just, like, really cool and colorful and fun. Uh, but you don't seem to be able to get in without a combination, and there's nothing immediately around the toy chest that Whoa. Uh, seems to be helpful. I think I might know. Yeah, just use your jersey number. Yeah. 30,000. Put it in. <laughs> Pete puts in the number 30,000. There's not... It does, it's a <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> he spins it round and round, but it only seems to go up to 55. Okay, try 55 and then let's work down. Okay. Oh no, it's locked me out. <laughs> Okay, well, we need to spend five minutes not doing this lock, and then we'll be able to try again. Yeah. Okay, if I was clues to a combination lock, I would probably be on a corkboard, is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Or at least... What? And there's one of those here. Uh, As you can see, I'm rubbing my eyes with my fist balled up. I know you're going to hate it, but we got to get back on that train. Oh, I'm a bartender now. You think I want to still be an NBA center? (laughs) What do you want to be now? I want to be the the booking agent for a a concert orchestra. Okay, let's hop on the train. Okay. (laughs) The two hop on the train and they take it to desk station where they hop off promptly. There they look at the desk towering above them, but there's lots of drawers that run down the side with handles that would make excellent <gasps> ladders for someone with We can open arms. up these drawers and look inside. Okay. Here, I'm going to pull this lowest one out. Dale tries as hard as he can to yeah! pull a little teeny thing and not enough leverage to pull a huge drawer open. Let me try with you and we'll both try our hardest. Dale tries his hardest and then Pete tries with his teeth because his arms don't work not enough. Oh no. The friction burnt on my teeth bad. <laughs> now you'll never be able to be a center. <laughs> All right, well, let's climb up and take a look at that corkboard, eh? You'll have to go up without me. What? I, my arms don't work. But I I made an internal silent vow to never do anything without you ever again. Well, I don't see how I can get up there unless what if there's still a little bit of water on the floor here? What if we plug that lamp cord into the water here and hopefully there'll be a spark-filled explosion <laughs> that will propel me up onto the desk? Okay, you know what? You go try that. In the meantime, I'll climb up the desk. Okay. Dale climbs the desk, uh, making his way to the top. As he finally reaches the summit and pulls himself up, he hears behind him a large explosion and Pete yelp. Uh, and then launch cleanly onto the desktop. It's insane how well it worked. <laughs> Not only did I land up here, but my arms work again. <laughs> you fix it. Now all you have is bad teeth. Yeah. Wow. This day has been a journey. All right. Let's cast our gaze up upon this corkboard. 
Looking at the corkboard, you see a single slip of paper pinned to it that says, and mummies too. Uh, at the top of the corkboard, you see like a piece of string that's sort of been like round cleanly and it's like pinned at the very top and out of your reach. There's nothing else on the corkboard, but sitting below it on the desk is a box of pushpins and a slip of paper that has something written on it. You see, I view the wrappings as a mummy's hat. Oh. I guess <laughs> Does there's that no, explain it? I guess there's no job listings for your son right now? No, <laughs> work's pretty dry. Hmm. Dang this economy. He's not very qualified yet. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, here's what I want. String. <laughs> Just to have? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think maybe... And just hear me out here. Okay, I'm listening. We're looking for the combination to the chest, right? Yeah. And I know that it's not necessarily intuitive, but I think the code, well, it might just be my jersey number. What, 30,000? 30,000. No way, we tried that. We know it's not 30,000, we know it's not 55. Okay. Sorry. My brain, my, my arms got fixed, but something happened to my brain on that explosion. <laughs> What's my name? What's okay. my name again? Your name's Pete. Pete? Why did I... You're the backup center for the Sacramento Kings. Why did I think my name was Brian Cranston? <laughs> we said him earlier when we were naming sexy guys. It's why I thought for a brief second my name was Wiggly Jellybee. Okay. Let's get a closer look at this box. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> let's get that. Let's get you that string. We can use the thumbtacks as little repelling pokers. Oh, that's a great idea. I think I might be smart. Now. I'm being genuine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, am I allowed to do that? Uh, so the two grab the pushpins out of the box and they use them as little like uh, grappling hooks to make their way and climb up the corkboard to get to the string. They grab the string uh, and triumphantly uh, make their way back down. Yes! That's my string! Yes! That's my string! <laughs> yes. Wow. Hey, Pete, look at what I got. Big it's things. a big, long piece of string. Well, look what I got. I found six loonies. <laughs> and you burnt your teeth. Yeah. Dale holds his string proudly, and Pete counts his loonies. Pete also found a slip of paper on the desk that has the combination for the, the combination lock. He reads the combination Whoa, look, out loud. Look at, this, <laughs> look at this piece of paper that just says my jersey number on it. 30,000. Yeah, 000. it says 30,000. Wow, my... Hey, Murphy must be a fan. Uh, and why wouldn't he? But those days are behind me. You manage a footlocker now. Wait a second. There's something written on the back of this slip of paper. It says, the code is technically 30,000, but try putting in the number 20 instead, just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The two climb back down the desk and make their way back over to the toy chest on a brief little train ride. Pete again tries to engage the conductor in a conversation, but he's not having it. It's not that I don't want my bathroom to smell good. It's just that on, on the toilet I get ideas and then I have to run and write them down. I'm a... It's honestly a problem for me as well, but I don't know what to do about it. 
They arrive at the toy chest and uh, jump off, and Pete puts in 20,000, and the combination lock works. But he breaks it up, so it's like 20, then zero, and then zero again. Click, clack, that's, clack. that's only 2,000, Pete, but okay. <laughs> oh. Good job. Then we still have a zero somewhere. One extra zero, that must factor in later. Yeah, save that zero <laughs> for later. <laughs> yeah. The toy chest the toy chest flies open. Inside the toy chest there was what once was a large stick, but has clearly been broken up into many small no! pieces and is now useless to anyone. Boner <laughs> Also they find a huge amount of Lego and instructions to build a skyscraper. <gasps> Just like your dad. Okay, this is getting a little too close for comfort. It's it's clearly Lego pieces for the admissions building for a university. And I didn't want I didn't want to say this earlier, but my mom was little ripped up pieces of stick. <laughs> this is too much for me right now. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Pete, Pete, look at me, what? man. What? I I've learned so much about you over this journey. You know, today we we really had never met before I came to that pre-opening of the footlocker to do some tax returns yeah <laughs> and then i invited you back to my place tricked you shrunk you way down to size and since then i think you're one of the strongest men i know to still be able to have such vigor and enthusiasm after burning and then fixing your arms and now your teeth are burnt pete i'd start you as center if i was like trying to tank Again, I'm trying to be a booking agent for a concert orchestra now. I've already got one of those, Pete. But you're, okay. I can face my fears. I can tell my parents what I always wanted to tell them. I'm so excited to hear what that could be. Mom. Dad. <laughs> Listen up, because I'm only going to say this once. I don't move during sex because of shame. <laughs> I'm ashamed that instead of being a person, I'm half a big building and half little twigs. I'm ashamed that if I roll over, they'll see my bum covered in poo. Because I didn't flush the toilet. That's what happens when you don't flush the toilet. <laughs> I'm ashamed that I have to drive a big truck to make up for the fact that my head looks like the top of a building and my legs are little torn up sticks. And sure, I don't have a bunch of money and I'm not good looking and I'm only two years old. <laughs> but I am worth something in this life. <gasps> After saying one of the most profound, heartfelt things Pete has ever said in his life, he hears come from the toy chest. We're proud of you, son. Are they talking to me or you? Oh my god, it's your parents, Murphy's grandparents. <laughs> Wait, my parents were a big building and little torn up sticks the whole time too? Pete, we're brothers? Uh, we wanted you two to come together, so we put this together so you would, you would bond over wow. hardship. What an insanely laborious plot. Hey... <laughs> Now hurry, oh. hurry, both of you. Build a skyscraper in front of the door and but climb all it. But all we've got is a climb one piece of string. <laughs> You'll need the string. <laughs> You'll need the string and it'll dawn on you why if you build a skyscraper. 
Now load up that train and take that Lego over to the door. Oh, right. There's Lego. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the... That was pretty clear. Sorry, I was just so fixated on this string. I was like, I don't know. We're going to make a big building out of one little piece of string. Hey, we also have an extra zero. (gasps) Wait a second. I got to do a quick calculations. He's just writing zero over and over. Zero? Wait, but now give me the string. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> if I use it as a belt around the zero, what do we get? A snowman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's load up that Lego. Finally, I... Th- <laughs> Finally, I think I know the topic that'll get me on the conductor's good side. <laughs> <laughs> the, two, the two load up the Lego, jump in the train, and head their way to the door. Uh, one last chance at getting the conductor on his side. Pete gives it a solid go. Say... Got any plans for the winter? Any outdoor activities you got planned? Really? Nothing? (laughs) (laughs) They arrive at the door and unload the Lego. Quickly, they build a skyscraper. How'd the talk go with the conductor? Well, not so good. I was right that he was interested in the snow man, but he's already got plans for the winter. He's all booked up? Yeah. He's going to go to film festivals. (laughs) No one in this world is doing what they want to be doing. Honestly, I think he just wants to network. Yeah. All right. Let's build up our dad. Okay. They build up their dad, the size skyscraper, and he reaches beautifully up until the top where the door lever is. The two climb to the top and put in the final piece, realizing they've made it to the top and they can finally open the door but their bodies are too small to do it just like by pushing on it. They need to tie the string in a zero shape and slide it onto the door lever. (laughs) Hang on. Uh, Is this a door lever? Is this a door handle? What am I looking at? It's a door handle that's like a lever. Wait a second. Well, let's make a zero with this string. I've got it. Oh, okay. You got a better plan? It was my jersey number all along. We just have to pull down on this knob 30,000 times more strongly than we were doing before. (laughs) It's so simple now in retrospect. I should have been trying 30,000 times harder. They tie this string in a zero around the door lever. They hold onto the rope and they jump off the skyscraper, falling but pulling on the string. The weight of the fall makes them 30,000 times stronger than they thought they could be, and the door lever turns and pulls open. They manage to scramble downstairs, using each other to help climb down the stairs now that they're brothers, and brothers Hell work yeah. together. They get down there to the, to the science ray in order to turn themselves back into their regular size. But right before they do, they say one last thing to each other. Uh, honestly, it's definitely been too long, and this will not work. <laughs> the truth of the, my sex is that I'm trying my best. <laughs> they push the science ray, and the beam washes over both of them. But as Dale predicted, it's been too long. And even though they've gotten out of the room, they can't return back to their regular size, but instead exist forever as play toys for Murphy in Murphy's Wait, bedroom. Dale, though, there is one thing that we can do now that we're small. What's that? I think it's time we go back up to that skyscraper we built and apply for university. (laughs) (laughs) 
And with that, the two have their own version of success. Academic success. They have uh, sort of escaped the room. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Oh my god. Yay, what a blast. I think that went well. That was very fun. That was so much fun. (laughs) It's become readily apparent that this is what happens if people don't do improv in like two months. <laughs> also, with the s- added handicap of like of a computer and like, <laughs> Wi-Fi signals, <laughs> it's that great. is. I love. Yeah, it. I will truly say I couldn't have uh, done that if I was doing improv for every day for a week. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, good lord! You're right. <laughs> I think that went so well. I loved it. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shannon. Oh, thank you both. Do you guys want to introduce yourself for real for everyone listening? Uh, I'm Griffin Toplitsky. I'm Reese Naylor. Do you guys have any like handles you want people to follow or any Leavers. Or just, like, general nice things you want people to say about you? Um, yeah, nice thing. Uh, I'd like people to, when they're talking about me, uh, add a few inches to my height. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can also follow Killed to Death. Uh, it's another podcast on the Sonar Network. Give it a listen. If you liked this episode, you might like the two with Reese Naylor. Yeah. Um, it's a good place to start, or the like several with Shannon LaHaye. No. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, yeah follow it on Instagram, Kilt to Death Podcast, or Twitter, K Two D Pod. Okay, in terms of nice things, I'd like people to say I'm um, d- always decked out in gold, but I'm not ostentatious about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can follow me at at Reese Naylor on Instagram. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was such a blast. Oh, thank you. I had fun. This is our this is our quarantine edition of escaping the room. It's too real. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Escape Capade is produced by Shannon LaHaye and Griffin Toplitsky. Artwork by Alex Laird. Music courtesy of Purple-Planet.net. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and like us on Facebook. We'll see you next time. In the room.